Welcome back to Self-Revelations. It's your boy B-Dev. And I'm Juan Moreno. We know it's been a cool minute since last time we talked to y'all, but hey, we back at it, man. We back at it. How you doing, Juan? How you feeling, my brother? Yeah, I'm doing good, but damn, it really has been a minute since we recorded. I mean, we tried to record a few times, but we failed. Yeah, I know, miserably. <laughs> but we failed. <laughs> but at least, you know, sometimes it takes time to uh, get back together. But yeah, I think it's everything's been great. I've been kind of you know, getting closer to my relationship with God, I, I felt that, you know, I just needed more structure. And I'm very ambitious and have a lot of things that I want to do, especially in this lifetime, to give all of myself and to, I don't know, I feel like nothing's more greater than giving. So I've been trying to see how can I manage myself more effectively and maybe take a little bit of pressure off to be able to like, you know, push myself to these goals. And I felt that like the pressure was getting to me. I'll keep going, you know, I'll get over it, you know, like, like, you know, mental health or like I'm struggling, but I always push through. But if I want to get to that next level, I need to give some pressure off. So I didn't realize that having a close relationship with God can do that until I started seeing it within other people, like the most ambitious people that I've, met seen or heard their relationship with god kind of pushes them like when things get tough they're like i'm gonna be all right like, you know like god got me and I, like people would just say that i always thought but then like there's some people that really say it really mean it and because it gives off this pressure off and so for me it's like i have a lot of things i want to do and i only have so much time so for me when i say time i mean time throughout the day so like you know i work a nine to five which is almost honestly 10 hours every day. And then, you know, I have about like four to six hours to work with before I have to try to go to sleep. And so, but as there's certain moments where I feel like I'm not doing enough or I'm not giving my gift or I'm being kind of selfish for the people who believe in me or the people I'm trying to do this for. So I felt like, you know, I need more structure. I need to feel confident that I can take on more. And so I feel like getting the close relationship with God kind of showed me and I barely just started that I actually did release like some pressure. Like right now I'm going to pursue my, you know, uh, obtain my real estate license because I've been wanting to do it. It's been deep in my family, deep in my family really is like my mom, my mom did this successfully. She got, she took us out from Oakland, made a lot of money within real estate, financial crash, lost it all, went bankrupt, everything lost family members house housing that she helped them buy when they even couldn't afford it back then before the 08 uh, financial crisis to losing it all going bankrupt to then picking herself up and doing the same thing again but now in mexico and she owns some property in the u.s and so for me it was like and i didn't know that until getting a closer relationship also with my mom that i didn't have like a a close relationship with so like the, with with the faith of God and like the trust in him, it kind of like gave me the ability to, I could work this job and I could get my license and put those hours in of 135 hours to get my license and struggle and fail and don't make no sales for, you know, however long it needs to. So for me to actually learn and work for free and be able to build up my own real estate business or like helping people buy homes instead of being like a, a salesy person and be my own boss. Cause I always wanted to do that. 
and always had it in me. And for some reason, having starting this close relationship with God is now giving me the ability to be like, no, I can do this. And I'm, and it's not just me. I have God with me. And when things get tough, I just remember the back of my head that anything I go through, anything that's difficult or times of temptation or moments of, you know, feeling, you know, worried or times that I want to move or quit that nothing that I'm going through, God put that in front of me because I'm capable of doing it. So I don't know. I just heard that off of like one podcast from uh, Joel Austin, like mm -hmm. a Christian, you know, pastor, like pretty big, whatever. Yeah. And like just hearing one of his podcasts about like uh, the words of God and the Bible and like his, the way he articulates it, it just like clicked with me. And so I don't know, it just gave me a lot more confidence in myself and like took off the pressure off and gave me the confidence to be able to pursue these huge ambitious things that I really want to do that's bigger than me, that scares me. And like it kind of makes me fearful, like, you know, it's big. Like what I want to do is very, very big, especially for all the people in my family and my friends and what I want to do that there's moments where like I do get like um, overwhelmed. And so having that faith in God and putting my faith in God, I mean, that I can do this with the help of him is now giving me a new life, basically. Mm, mm, okay. And what about what you're doing, <clears throat> whether if it's like pushing to change everybody's life around you? I know that can be very, it can put a lot of pressure on you. You know what I mean? And at times I know it can, it can, I don't know if about you, but for me, it could like put me in a, in a kind of mental, mental state to where it's like, I can't function, you know what I mean, at days. You know, you know, I, I've told you about days where I've, like, completely just, like, hey, bro, I, I can't, we can't do the podcast today. I got to, you know, I got stuff I got to do. And honestly, I just got to sit there and map out. But for you, when it comes to, you know, building a relationship with God and getting in alignment with it and what you're trying to do, how is this, when it comes to pushing you to the next level, how do you think that God's going to, not only take away the stress and anxiety from your, your from the current situation that you have, how is it going to push you to the next level? Do you believe like he's going to be able to he's going to be able to mold you in a, in, into the man that you need to be that you already know that you're capable of doing, you know what I mean? But what is the thing for you where it's like okay, I just is it something like inside of you or is it more of like it's just something that you've been missing this whole time? Yeah, something I've been missing this whole time. Because for me, chasing these, like, huge ambitious goals comes with, like, a lot of pressure and a lot of, like, self-doubt that comes into my head. Like, who are you to think that you can do this or you're not capable or you quit a lot or you get distracted, temptation's always there, you're always chasing these other things, you're always procrastinating. For me, it's, like, what I feel, like, with God, what he can help guide me with is when I have those thoughts, I can instantly just remember quicker instead of having, I mean, it's still an affirmation, right? But it's an affirmation within somebody that I feel is also guiding me other than myself. Because for me, yeah, I'm self-motivated, self-driven. I'm going to get what I want to get. I just don't know when, and I don't even care when or how, but I'm going to figure it out. But when those negative thoughts come in, and times of feeling like I want to quit or give up or it's too much, 
I can remember that, oh, this is bigger than me. Like, I'm doing this for a bigger purpose. It's not just for me. I can't just not do it because I feel tired or I'm sick or I don't feel like it. I feel like I'm supposed to feel how I feel. And with, you know, in the back of my mind, knowing that God's going to push me and what I'm doing at this moment and how I feel and what's going on, I'm meant to actually go through with it. Like he's going to push me and help me avoid those thoughts quicker instead of just relying on myself and working through a thought that takes maybe three days or a day or hours. Instead, it could be like five, 10 minutes and to pick myself up, pick myself up faster to be able to get to it. So basically he'll give me like the confidence in myself to let go of those thoughts and to build myself up mentally to realize that I'm capable of this. Like I, he, I'm, I'm made to do this. And like these, these thoughts are still going to be there. You know, these doubts are going to be there. Temptation is going to be there, but knowing that it's normal and knowing that it's just a part of the process to try to sway me off, knowing that it's trying to sway me off. And as long as I just put my faith into what I was created to do of, you know, what God's gift has, you know, God's gift has with the gift that I feel God has given me the gift. I feel that I owe it to him, but when I owe it to him, I owe it to everyone else around me. So, yeah. Facts. That's facts. And you, did you have a, um, a religious upbringing, like with your mom and your dad, like when you guys were in Oakland and when y'all moved out here, was it like a religious upbringing or? Yeah, it was, it was not fully religious. Like, you know, I was born Catholic, did the whole baptism, did my first communion, but to me it was more of a chore. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like it was my calling, you know. I felt like people just go to church because they think that's what's good, but it's not for, like, a deeper purpose of a connection to God. And so that's what I got from it. It's kind of like one of those things that you just do it to feel good or you do it to go eat right after, hopefully, and or you go because you have to. I didn't know that, like, at the time that it's a relationship with God, a relationship with faith and, like, trouble, some moments of life that you have somebody – to fall back on, like if times get tough. And so like my parents weren't really fully religious. They were, they're not really like that. I feel like they, they definitely believe in God. I, I get the sense of it. I mean, they can answer better than I can. Right. I never really had this conversation with them like that, but I know that they do pray when need to, and they do have faith, but to say they were like religious, I don't think so. And like the upbringing, it kind of, um, I, I mean, growing, you know, the way you like get presented something could also push you away from it, depending on how it was. Exactly. And so for me, it was like a chore. Like it wasn't about building a relationship. It wasn't about like the guide that it can give in life and to be a better man or a better family member or brother, sibling or, uh, you know, boyfriend, husband or anything like that. It was more just of a chore. So, yeah, I didn't really grow up the most religious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now that you're older, and, and that's it's it's funny that you said that, like, when you're not in that right mindset and say you're a child, you're not really focused on being a better man, right? You're not really, you're, you're just worried about playing the video game, getting out and playing with your friends and stuff like that. And sometimes you don't even realize that the importance of it, you know what I mean? Your parents are trying to give you some sort of foundations, but, you know, I think the one of the most important things you can do is get a relationship with God on, of your own because anybody can 
show you or point to the right direction, but to you experience it for your own, you're not really going to understand. So for you, like you going out of your way and trying to get this relationship with God and trying to implement this in your life without having that background because of out of the, the feelings you've been having and the love that you have in your heart and you feel like that's aligning with you, that's more important. And, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm all here for it because at, at one point I was in a position like that as well. And, you know, I actually came up in a religious background. You know, my, I was raised Jehovah's Witness. My mom and my dad um, were very religious people in our household. But I didn't cling to it and try to build a relationship on my own until I moved out. And when I moved out and I felt that emptiness and I was like, something's, something's missing, something's off. Like, why does it feel like? Everything I do is just like it just does. It just didn't feel right. Like, 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 what was the purpose of the stuff that I was doing? I had no purpose behind anything I was doing. I just felt like I was doing everything. Like I was chasing my goals, but it was like I was doing everything selfishly for me. You know what I mean? And when you actually are pursuing God and and trying to fix yourself and and you know reading the Bible, which is a direct reflection of you, the Bible is going to tell you like. You know, whether if it's five things in the Bible that you see like, oh, like that's morally wrong or this isn't the right thing to do to, to someone or not right thing to do to someone just because you guys have a disagreement. You know what I mean? And once like I'm reading the Bible and getting to know God, praying and things just started working out for me and I just felt better and stuff just started to fall into place. And, you know, I, I started to be more grateful for the stuff that I had. And I started to pursue my my goals and aspirations, but not just for myself, but for the people around me. So and that's the whole reason I play ball. And as I, as I me and you have talked before, like I play ball because that brings my family closer. My family's scattered. You know what I mean? The only thing that they come together to do is to watch my football games. You know what I mean? And that was one of the things. And when I was pursuing my stuff, when I was getting my degree, whatever it may be, like, God got me through it because, bro, I'm, as I told you, I'm not no no school person. Like, I don't, I didn't like college, you know what I'm saying? But I, I thugged it out for five years to try to get my degree. You feel what I'm saying? And I feel like I wouldn't have been able to do it if it wasn't for God, if it wasn't for praying, wasn't for looking for guidance from the man above. In the same sense, when you're pursuing the stuff that you're pursuing, stuff that you don't even think that you're capable of, you never know. You might, you, you Say you get into this real estate thing, right? And everything's flowing, right? You get your real estate license, you 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 start getting on your grind, and in a year and a half you blow up. You're one of the top five salesmen in the nation. Your life completely changes, right? And you wouldn't even thought that you were could have been capable of this, but God put you in a position and guided you and maneuvered you in a way that you, that you were able to receive these blessings. You know what I mean? In that same sense, like, bro. I'm telling you, if like you just got to keep going with whatever you're pursuing, bro. And, you know, things go bad. You know, look for guidance. Be thankful that you're you're still able to make these mistakes. Things go good. Give thanks. But you got to keep going. You know what I mean? Like with pursuing a better relationship with God, things are going to the devil's going to attack you in some way, shape or form. You know what I'm saying? Like. It can come in all different types of things, but keep going in the way that you're going because it's a lot of value in the way that you're going. Like the way that what you're pursuing 
and the life that you're pursuing, bro, I'm telling you, like, like not not a lot of people have that same type of mentality, bro. Like, I, like getting to know God on your own, through your own actions, without no background or anything like that, where someone's like, oh, you have to do this? Bro, that speaks volumes about who you are as a person. Yeah, because for me, you know, it's all about being, like, a better man, like, a better person, a better partner, better friend, a better sibling, better son. And I feel that what more better to study and to put my attention to than to, like, the words of God or, like, the faith of, you know, everybody articulates a different, right? Like, there's so many different religions. But at the end of the day, I had a conversation with uh, now a mentor of mine that helped bring my mom to success with her real estate. In Dublin, she told me, uh, I was explaining to her, like, this path that I'm on of trying to, you know, strengthen my relationship with God. And she was saying, you know, because I was telling her about the Christian route for me so far. And she was telling me, because she was, like, born Catholic, like, strong believer, and, like, she has her faith, faith too. And she was explaining to me, it's like, you know what, it doesn't matter what religion you're in. We're all on the same team. Like, it's all about God. It's all about this faith. And, and that he, she can push you through like the most, you know, the inevitable things that are going to happen in your life. And she, I love the way she articulated those. Like, we're on the same team. We all have the same faith. If it's Buddhism, if it's Catholic, Christian, Jehovah's Witness, it's these other ones. Like, it's still a faith of a higher power that's bigger than you. Like, and I love that. And so for me, it's like the structure that God gives can help me pursue these, like, the ultimate goals and, like, be able to be less hard on my own self. Like, I'll be so critical, so, you know, the the way I would talk to myself is, like, dangerous. Not dangerous, but it's, like, toxic. toxic. Yeah, toxic. And it was unnecessary, like, realizing that you're supposed to go through this. Like, these thoughts, these are the temptations. These are the things that are trying to sway you off. Other people refer to, like, the devil and stuff like that. And for me, it makes sense. When people say the devil, I kind of like, what the hell does that really mean? But I feel like the devil is, like, um not a person to me. It's more of a, what those thoughts that go in your head that push you away from your desire, your mm -hmm. most ultimate like desire, your purpose. I feel like for me, like the devil, the, the, the toxic, the toxic thoughts or those um, negative, ne negative thoughts, thoughts are the ones that try to sway you off your desire of giving yourself or, you know, cause for me, everything I'm doing is to give, right? Like this is, yeah, I'm the one that's doing it, but at the end of the day, it's not for me only. Like, yeah, it's going to make me feel good, like these accomplish accomplishments. Even then, to be honest, I'm not really – I don't like to celebrate myself. Not yet, at least. Maybe I haven't done anything worth celebrating. But for me, it's like to put the smile on that person's face or to give somebody something of value and to see their face just shine and, like, smile or – to give money to somebody, to give to give the unexpected to people, like that is the drive. Like that is fulfilling to me. Like the money don't mean shit, the cars don't mean shit, the house don't mean shit. But it's for me, it's like what it brings to other people and stuff like that. The experience of what I can give, that's what I'm a, I'm about. And so like that right now is like what I'm trying to do with trying to develop my relationship with God. It's not because I want to seek things only from Him though. But I feel like there's a lot of value that it can give with structure of being a better man mm -hmm. for everybody that's around me. And that speaks volumes, bro. Like, that speaks volumes. Everything that you want to do, like, fuck the money. You want to 
put everybody in the best position that they can be in and to help as many people as you can within your strength and your ability. So that alone, like, bro, that's that's like that's next level type shit because it's easy to rake in the bag and head for the hills. You know what I mean? Like how much of a better of a man would it be for you to help all those even the even helping the people that you know might not even do the same for you and still choosing to help them like that's that's love bro spreading and giving and spreading love is what we're what we're here to do what we're supposed to be doing you feel what i'm saying and uh go back to what you said earlier like are you talking um to your mom regularly now like you got you have her number and stuff like that and you're like hitting her up at yeah, definitely trying to strengthen that relationship and go see her more often. Because I'll probably see her like once a year, if anything. And I feel like it's not enough. And then to also have conversations with the mentor, the person that mentored my mom. She was telling me like she reminds me just of my own mom. Because my mom, I didn't realize like how successful she got at a super young age. Like My mom was making like hundreds of thousands of dollars when she was like maybe like almost near my age like when she was like i'm 27 so like late 20s like early 30s mid 30s and she started making like hundreds of thousands and had like millions and like property and stuff like that all together and so talking to the, the person that mentored my mom she was telling me that you know like the way i talk the way i articulate how the hunger the, the drive that i have and the self-educating and doing it on my own too was showing me that i'm just as um about the same as my mom and also when i had that dinner with my mom too a couple months back and the stuff that we talked about there's so many similarities like the way i'm driven is the way she's like i'm wired based off of like her like obviously that's my mom but to actually see it and talk and to see like holy shit like i have more um of a I have a lot of character traits from her that I fully developed that I thought by myself but reality like my mom's like an entrepreneur like and for me it's like built in me to almost do the same thing but it's not like you know for me it's not like I want to be an entrepreneur or I want to be this but it's more of like I'm not trying to chase a label I'm not trying to like chase anything it's in me like it's not I'm not trying to you know, show off or I'm not trying to um, look the part, look the part. I'm not looking for an image. I'm not trying to have hashtag entrepreneur my shit. I'm not trying to like put these like things out there. I mean, nothing's wrong with that. You know what I mean? But like, that's just not me. I'd rather be it. You know, let me, yeah. let my action show. Like, I don't need a, I mean, I, manifestation is cool and all, but like, are you really putting in the work? Yeah. Like if that's, and that's what I'm about. And my mom kind of is that like she does, she's doing that. She, she, had it all, lost it all, gained it all back. And so, like, and it reminds me of my own self and my own, you know, journey. And so strengthening that relationship with my mom and talking to her in a way of a person, talking to her as Nancy instead of my mom, really did strengthen the relationship more. Instead of being petty and judging and about how our life and how it went or the struggles that we went through, it was a huge benefit for me to struggle. I think if my mom would have stayed and my parents maybe never divorced and they never put that hunger or desire in me, I would probably be like one of these entitled 
kids or these entitled adults now that you see mm -hmm. at your workplace or in the streets or something that they think that just because they are who they are that they deserve everything and they're entitled to money and they're entitled to the rich people's money and and they don't work for their shit they just like to complain like nowadays we acknowledge and you know we're trying to make the heroes the complainers and that's not what it doesn't feel natural to me i feel like you know you have to work hard you got to struggle you have to push yourself just because you're a human doesn't mean you deserve everything like you got to work for it too I mean, the one thing you, I think everybody does deserve is, you know, being respected and being kind and being open and and not to put people like that down. But at the same time, you can't act like you're entitled to money and stuff like that. Just because this person has this much money and you don't have it doesn't mean that that person deserves it less than you do or you deserve it more. And so that's a little random tangent. But, like, I don't know, my mom – talking to my mom really kind of um, – it's kind of like tapping into like your um, your culture or like your parents, where they came from, who they are, who your parents are, your heritage, um, your relationship and God. It creates structure. It gives you like a bigger purpose of what you were meant to do and to be conscious of building this like character that you are kind of uh, creates the vision more clear that you're meant to do something here instead of just moving unconsciously, punching punch out you know work shower sleep and stuff like that so um d developing that relationship with my mom really did strengthen my purpose even more and it's only gonna build from it yeah facts facts and as you talked about <clears throat> taking stuff from your mom what's some of the characteristics you think you've taken from your dad as well humbleness humbleness yeah my dad's quiet my dad's a quiet respectful and humble and he works he works hard and he finds a way so i think for from him i definitely get um being humble and like just being genuinely nice and my dad is a prime example of like um loving people loving his kids unconditionally like he loves his family unconditionally he'll do anything he'll he'll give he'll give money that he don't have and he will also do things um for anyone like he'll give you the clothes behind his he'll give you the clothes that he's wearing and like he really did give me the like he's one of the obviously one of the first people obviously is my father to love me unconditionally especially when i felt like i did not deserve it like being you know entitled to at certain times i remember and my dad giving me gas money at the age of like 16 or 18 like uh, my dad had high expectations for me too which i think is great i think it pushes you too but at the same time like he never made me feel bad but obviously there'll be certain times where, you know, you got to tell your son something. And my dad was like, you know, I can't be giving you gas money at the age of 18. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And sometimes you need to hear that shit. Like, even I look at myself, like, what, what was I doing asking for money? Like, so like for me, it's like all the things I look back that my dad did and some of the things that I take from him was the unconditional love, the humbleness and always helping no matter how tired, sick, if he's hungover or whatever, he'll be the first one to be there like if if i have if i'm 45 minutes away from the house and it's the middle of the night and i call him like hey my tire's flat whatever he'll be the first one there like he don't even complain and so like that kind of like almost made me feel kind of bad because i could i complain like i'll yeah. be like I, you know i would like like damn i had to do this or i had to do that for my sibling or something like that and i hate that i have that and that's one thing i'm working through is like you know 
I have to do things regardless of how I feel. My dad does that well. Like, he don't care how he feels. Like, he's going to, you know, the bills got to get paid. You know, like, money got to be made. And no matter how he feels, tired, tired, sick, you know, he's an immigrant, no Social Security. One of the biggest things my dad told me was, you should be thankful. Like, you're so lucky. And I remember I asked why. He was like, well, you got Social Security. And I realized the how entitled and how selfish I was to not see a value in having a social security. I can work anywhere. I can go to the DMV. I can get my driver's license. I can do all these things with my social security and my dad can't do. So those type of things right there just showed me how grateful for, for he shows me how grateful he is for what he got and what he doesn't have. And also showed me like how I should be happy and gratitude and be thankful for the things that I have that I might not look at as a value. Okay. Okay. And when and when you meant he put he put too much too much of a high expectation on you. What do you mean by that? Is that by what you were saying earlier about like, dang, I gotta take my sibling to here? Like, was that one of the things that you felt like he put too much on you? Yeah, I could reword that one. Like, I think it was too high of expectations to where I was at at that time. Okay. Yeah. So, like for me, it was more of I was capable of all the things that he, the expectations he put on me. But mentally, I was just so much in my head, and I was so tapped into how I felt. Like, my dad, and that's the one thing I respect and I want, you know. I want to, like, decompartmentalize my feelings and what needs to be done. So I have to avoid, not avoid, but I have to put the feelings to the side. Embrace it. Yeah, I'm tired. Yeah, I'm sick. Yeah, I don't want to do it. Yeah, I don't feel like, you know, this is the best time or I got something better to do. I have to push that shit to the side and do what I have to do because I need to help them or I need to do this for my dad or this might be inconvenient for me, but it's going to help him or her. So I, that's what it, it meant to me when it, for the high expectations, it was like high expectation for a person that wasn't expecting much for himself at all. Yeah. Facts, facts, facts. And at that time, at the age of 16, what mental state would you say you were, you were in? I was depressed every day. Like depressed, yeah. I think I I was just so caught up in my head, so caught up into um, events, and I didn't have no purpose. I had no vision. I was just moving with the wind and, you know, eating or drinking or smoking weed to get by. Like I started smoking at the age of nine years old, and it never stopped since then. Like it was just off and on. So I would starting at the age of nine, I would stop for maybe a year, a few months, but I was smoking consistently, avoiding. My, my true self, like not looking in the mirror, having like a self-pity party, looking at myself as a victim, making excuses for what I have, don't have. My mom left. My dad, you know, um, doesn't make excuses. Here I am making excuses. My siblings, I was so self-centered at the age of 16. I loved football. I had the talent. I had the skills. I had the muscle memory but I wasn't in it mentally. Um, I was lacking focus. I was distracting myself with everything, but the purpose or the visions that I felt that I should have aligned myself with at that time. So I was just lost. I was just lost. I had no, no guidance. I mean, I mean, even to this day, you know, like I'm starting to be open to it because I'm asking for it, but I had no, I mean, yeah, I had a mom. Yeah. I had a dad, but they're their own persons. They're, they're also trying to get by. They also got other kids. They got to look out for And I'm the oldest, and so, you know, I didn't have no guide. I didn't have no, like, 
how to regulate these emotions. Or I never heard like you gotta sometimes you gotta suffer and put your feelings to the side and do what's right instead of what doing what's convenient. Like I never had these type of things that now I am doing and being a guide for my siblings and my friends or anybody who needs it. Not like trying to big up or like, you know, like I'm be better than you or nothing like that. But it's like I've experienced some shit and went through a lot of things, too, that now is of value. So at that, you know, looking back at myself at that age, I was just lost, unguided and and needed help. And I didn't ask for it, didn't want it or was scared to ask. Yeah. And that's tough being the oldest, like because me being the youngest of seven and you being the oldest of how many? I always forget. I think nine. Damn. <laughs> think nine. <laughs> but, no, but you being the, the oldest of nine, bro, like me, I looked at my older siblings. Okay, I, okay, don't do that. Don't do this. Okay, don't go that way because this might happen. Okay, definitely don't go that way. Okay, now nah, I want to make sure that if I'm in a relationship, I don't want to be like this. You know what I'm saying? So it was. I was able to look and decipher like, dang, I already have 150 different opinions and and uh, examples of stuff that I shouldn't do. So it was easy for me to stay on the right path, right? But you being the oldest, you have to experience stuff firsthand and, you know, kind of trickle it down, like, to your siblings, like, hey, you guys, like, don't go that type of route. How do you think things would be different right now? Let's just take your mentality you have right now and put it in your 16-year-old body. Where do you think you will be at? I definitely wouldn't be working a nine to five. <laughs> <laughs> I think if I put the mentality that I have now back to when I was like 16, I believe, yeah, I wouldn't be working a nine to five. I would definitely have my own business. I would definitely have a way, way more closer relationship with all my siblings that I'm still having to work on now. Like it's going, my relationship got way more closer because I pushed it now and I forced it in a good way. But if I had this mentality now back then, I think our family bonding will be more and closer because uh, we don't really have events where we do things together. And so, but nowadays we're trying it more and with the help of like my stepmother, who's a great person too, she's been pushing it and myself being the, the leader of this family, like, you know, and not leader financially, but leader spiritually and connecting and like, you know, being the leader that, sees what they don't see and how important things are especially bonding because at the end of the day when you get sick real sick or a funeral happens it's going to be your family and your very very closest friends are going to help not your co-workers not the people that you talk to here and now and then not the people who message you on instagram it's those people that are the closest for you that are always going to be there when times get real real tough when you get sick you get diagnosed or somebody in the family like that, that close intermediate family and friends are going to be the ones that are really going to be there. So I think if I tap into this mentality then right now to, and I was putting my 16 year old self, I definitely would have um, strengthened all relationships and I would have for sure been more focused on my purpose, which I'm getting to now. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I know <clears throat> in a lot of, Let's say interviews or anything like that. They, they, they. That's kind of like one of the questions that always gets asked. Like, what would you do with your mentality at the age of twenty, or what would you do with your mentality at the age of twenty-seven? I'm talking about older, older, uh, successful businessmen, right? Mm -hmm. And they're always so eager and willing to give away all their money to be back in a twenty-year-old body. You know what I mean? And I always thought that was funny. Like, damn, this dude has, this dude has a hundred million dollars. 
in his bank account. He's willing to give up all that money to be young again, to start over. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's to have that his same mentality. He'd rather be young with the same mentality and broke and go get it than be old and got it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I guess that goes to say like like the journey and and being been being mentally aware of where you want to be and being on your purpose, being goal driven, like that has so much value to it. And that's probably the most important thing that you can be on as a, a young man, a young woman, you know, man, right now we, uh, I had went to smart and final right here, like literally across the street mm -hmm. and I, we walked over there and we're walking back and we seen like this, this family of like five or six, I think it was like friends or, or family members, but they were all older. They're all like 65 years plus five of them all going to Baskin Robbins. Right. And I think about it because Baskin Robbins has been open for I don't know how long, but definitely like a long time, right? So they've been going there probably since they were kids or like teenagers or whatever. So that they got together to go in there, you know, like, you know, tradition or stuff like that. Baskin Robbins, you know, ice cream. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, and, the, and we made, I don't know, I made eye contact with one of them. And I don't know why. It was just my perception. Like, they, he looked at me and it gave me the the thought of you should be thankful that you're this young at this time right now. Yeah. Like, and I looked at him and I was just like, like how, if he would have wanted to switch bodies, like he probably would. <laughs> like, knowing that, you know, we're 2022, 20, they're probably 65, 80. And here I am, you know, 27. And, you know, not being grateful for like the times that I'm in. Like it reminded me by looking at them, just that small eye contact and a little hello that, damn, you gotta be thankful that you're this young at this time in this life with all that's going on, all these resources. And so when I look at them, imagine that, like, people always talk about that, that are older. Like, man, if, if I was your age and I have all these resources, like I would be taking advantage of all this stuff because they're already doing it as older. So like it, it, it really just gave me like a sense of like uh, gratitude for like the age that I'm in right now and to be thankful for like all the resources that we got to be successful. There really is no excuse all the money that you can make, all the scaling you can do for your business, like your branding, your own self is all on this phone. Mm -hmm. Like millions and billions of dollars are right here. 4K camera. Everything. <laughs> 4K camera. It's crazy. Computer. Uh, it's just every, you run a whole business. No excuses. Like <laughs> there's legit no excuses. Like I, I, had, I had talked to somebody and they were telling me like, oh, I can't find a job. I was like, no, you, it, people who say that, are the ones that don't really want a job. Cause if you want and need a job, it's you'll there. get the job already. You know what I mean? Like, but if you kind of want it, you can't kind of want it. You gotta yeah. like need it, desire it, and like, you'll get it. You know, it's kind of like the person that even myself, I want to go to the gym more, but I don't have a full desire for it. Cause if I wanted to go, I'd be in the gym. <laughs> like, but if I kind of want it, I'm, you're going to hear me say, I want to go do this. I want to yeah. do this. I don't want it better now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and 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 it's funny you say that with the the job with the thing with the do with the job, right? I can't find a job, whatever it may be. All right, hey, McDonald's is hiring. Ah, I couldn't work at McDonald's. Walmart's hiring. Ah, I don't want to work at Walmart. Well, you're fucking homeless. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're asking me. You gotta for money. you gotta pick your heart, bro. Like, you gotta pick a heart. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like, um, I I think it was Kevin Samuels that say like. <laughs> you can't be broke and have pride at the same time, right? You better get your ass out there and start working. You know what I mean? And and you know it's hundred percent facts, bro. Like you 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 got to get out there. You got to get out your comfort zone. Cause I had that same mentality. Like 
like when I was going to school, I was like, bro, I, I ain't trying to work right now. I ain't trying to do this, this, and that. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just going to, I'll be good with my financial aid checks, right? Boy, I tell you, that financial aid ran out so fast, <laughs> bruh. And I'm sitting there like, damn, I'm going to go get to work. How am I going to do this? I don't do that. And my pops was literally, like, telling me, like, hey, bro, like, I know it was hard and, 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 and you know, uh, in the past to work. He's like, but now it's like we're in a position where it's like, you staying out there, you know, you got you got bills and stuff, bro. You gotta you gotta get it in. You gotta start. Mm -hmm. You gotta get somewhere. I don't care if you at McDonald's. <laughs> you gotta get it in. You feel what I'm saying? So, like, like just going to get your own bread. Like it's just something that hits different about getting it by yourself or getting your own chicken. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? That that just gives you that. Um, I, what it, I, I can't explain it. Like it's like you see that first check and you're like. It's like, damn, I worked for this. Like, I grinded for this. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, can't nobody tell you, like, how to spend your money or mm -hmm. what to do with it. Like, you can do whatever the fuck you want to. You want to throw it all in your savings? You can. Like, and, you know, I, I like that in that moment, I really did appreciate that because, like, like you could easily uh, uh, get in your comfort zone and be be kind of stagnant when it comes to like pursuing or or going to get your own shit you know what i mean hey my my family's been providing for me and now they're asking me to go do something else you know it's like uh it's like you're being privileged you're privileged mm -hmm. you know what i mean oh they want me to to go do this this and that when they've always provided for you it might rub you the wrong way but actually going to get it it's like that shit that shit was like one of the best feelings like yeah. as my younger self. How, how do you handle going through temptations when it relates to let's say your career or your job or when you have to do something in the morning or even in your relationship how do you handle temptations of it like something swaying you off the path with with temptations um for my girl what works for me is i hone in and focus on my lady like like when it comes to us working with each other um i try to make it a thing to where uh, well, we both try to make it to where we do with something with each other every night. Whether if we read, um, we play, we have like card games that we'll play to strengthen our relationship. Um, you know, we'll talk on the phone. Like we got to like at least once a day, we got to, you know, find out where each other's heads at, where your men mental's at. Like, and me, I try to focus on, because obviously like you're human, like you're like, you're gonna be attracted to obviously you're going to see things that you that you like right but i'm so focused on my situation and my girl like i don't even it's like a blur to me like i don't even like pay attention or look you know what i mean because like the eyes i feel like the eyes tell a lot about you you know what i'm saying and i feel like for me personally like if i'm if i'm looking or if i'm with my lady and someone walks like a female walks past right and i turn my head to look at her and i turn back like what does that say about me you know what i'm saying or say you're walking and you see somebody walking with 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 their girl you walk past and you see the girl turn around and look at you what does that say about the girl you know what i'm saying so i hone in and focus on my lady you know what i mean and when when it comes to my job temptations for job what do you mean temptations for my career. job career your career like let's say like football. Like let's say when you have to let's say you gotta wake up at four thirty in the morning 
and you wake up at 4, 3.30, and you wake up tired, so tired, and you have those thoughts like, fuck, I don't want to. Oh, when it comes to football, like my actual career, like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I got to do it. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Like, there's not even a question in my head like, dang, I should lay back down. I could just skip today's practice. No, 100%. You got to get up and go go get it. You got to do it. Oh, I got I got weights today at this time at 5 a.m. You got to get up and go get it. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. You know what I'm saying? You can sleep and chill when you're done with this shit or when this opportunity is is gone. You feel what I'm saying? Right now, like, I'm in the middle of the hunt for getting to where I want to get. So when that when that bell rings off, yeah, you're naturally going to feel those type of emotions. And you're naturally going to be like, 5 a.m.? Not for me, buddy. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Like, I'm cool. But th- after that first initial thought, I'm already out of the bed. I'm already putting, you know, you know I'm already grabbing my stuff, grabbing my clothes. And going in the shower, you feel what I'm saying? Like, I'm already I'm already locked in. You feel what I'm saying? So I feel like not focusing on those negative thoughts or not focusing on like the the pain of what you're doing. Right? Cause working out sucks. Working out hurts. I don't like working out. I still do the shit. You feel what I'm saying? I don't like running. I still do the shit. You feel what I'm saying? And I feel like once you focus on not the pain, but knowing that this is going to lead to progress, that helps me stride, make strides. And, you know, relationship wise, I just know like when I'm being when I'm being a certain way without my lady being there, when if a female approaches me and try to shoot the shots and I tell her, you know, I got a lady. Yeah, I'm I'm cool. Right. And I'm not sitting there trying to, you know, what I'm saying, you you know what I mean? I'm not sitting there trying to, you know, get at her, even though knowing I have a lady. You feel what I'm saying? That feels 10 times better to me because it's like you're doing what what isn't common, really. And you're 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 being you're you're sticking to your morals. You're sticking to who you are as a person and you're being true. You're being how do you say it? Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I don't know. How do you say it though? Like you're know. being, you're being, uh, you're being, you're just in all reality, you're being truthful to that person. Well, it's like integrity. You know I mean? Yeah, you're having, you're having integrity. That's what the word I was looking for. You're having integrity, right? You're doing right, even though nobody's looking. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna be, I'm gonna do right by this woman, regardless. You know, and if. Something happens and it doesn't work. It's not like, oh, I wish I would have did this, this, and that. No, because I was in situations to where, oh, she did this. Oh, I should have been acting like this. Or I should have been running behind your back. When all reality, you can't let those situations just because someone else doesn't have integrity, doesn't have, not going to have accountability for what, the actions that they did, doesn't mean you got to change your ways, you know? So, I mean, I know you were, I mean, that was great too, because you, for me, it's like hearing like how much important it is to push yourself through the times where you maybe kind of get, you feel tired or you kind of like, damn, it would sound good to just sleep in a day, but the purpose and the passion that you have for either your relationship or your career, 
pushes you to like put those feelings and emotions to the side. I'll, I'll do this later. If I still feel the same way, I'll take a nap or something when I come back after. But how do you deal with temptations of wanting to stay in or not wanting to do what's necessary to do what you need to do with something that is probably not as passionate about, let's say a job that you're just looking to get the money from. See, that's, that's a little different because it's hard to judge someone based off something that they're not passionate about. You know what I mean? If someone was to judge you like Juan, you're like, say you worked for, let's say a cleaning company and say you're not 100% passionate about that. They can't judge you as a person based off you not wanting to do that. You're doing it to pay your bills. Or some people are stuck in jobs for for their whole life doing something that they don't love, but it pays their bills. They're miserable doing it, but it gets the job done. You know what I mean? They're able to provide for their family. So you can't judge anyone based off of that. But I'm still working on that. I'm still working on things that I'm not passionate about and don't really, in all reality, I don't really care for. It's hard for me to still, like, like push through and do those type of things if you don't want to do something you're not gonna fucking do it you know what i'm saying like we talked about earlier with the gym for you for me personally like the eating super strict and healthy like i know in the long run that's the best thing that i could do but it's just been something that I've, it's been hard and it's been that i've been dealing with and like you said if i wanted to do it i would do it you feel what i'm saying because i've done like the strict eating before but it's just a matter of 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 actually taking the time and sitting down is like, okay, is this something that actually can benefit me? And if it's something like that can help your family or say it's a job that can provide for your family. And if you don't have that job, you're not going to be able to provide then. Okay. You need to, you need to go ahead and tweak some things. You got to sav it out. You know what I'm saying? But as it pertains for me, like, like I'm not going to lie. One of the jobs that I had picked up, like <laughs> the shoe place, like, bro, I ain't going to lie, bro. I don't give two fucks about that job. But I just know, like, I'm spread so so thin. It's like I'd rather focus on, like, you're focused on your goal so, so wide. I'd rather focus on the podcast and focus on my football career than focus on a job that can replace you at any moment. You know what I'm saying? Or, like, a base level job somewhere. You feel what I'm saying? So that's that's something that I that's challenging for me. Do you feel like you're doing enough? No. No, I 100% no. I can be doing 80 to 90% more. You know what I mean? And I just know like once I'm I'm in a better financial position and I pay off my debt and there's certain things that I have to do and I can completely lock in and focus, I don't 100% I'll be doing a lot more than I would be doing right now. You know what I'm saying? There's always, you always can be doing more. Even if you feel like you're doing, I'm doing 100% all I could be doing. Like, you can be doing more than that. You know what I mean? Because you, you will never actually know 100% our full capability. You know? And I feel like once things kind of get mellowed out and I kind of pay off some things and it's not the pressure to do these in all reality dead-end jobs, to fulfill, to pay that off and to get into a better situation, I feel like then I will be able to fully lock in and focus on my body, mind, um, even mo more on the podcast, focus more on the podcast. So it's all a matter of time. Mm -hmm. No, I was thinking about it too. I heard this great quote from the great uh, Andrew Tate. 
<laughs> but there was a you know there's actually a great um podcast interview with andrew tate and patrick bet david mm. it's a bpd podcast and it kind of taps into a lot of um the controversial things that andrew tate says and he explains and articulates that it kind of shows exactly who he really is in that interview and it, i think it would change a lot of people's minds that wanted to cancel him and did cancel him but one of the quotes that he says that the rock even quoted andrew tate and i'm sure you know i think every single quote everything that we hear somebody has said we like to say like give a name to words of a quote whatever some people just make the saying or the quote popular but to um get back to what i was saying how when i say this quote what comes into mind for you and how how important or how how beneficial do you think this quote is for those who want to succeed or the ones who are victim when it comes to anything what they're trying to pursue is a quote of what do you, but i want I, i'm a i'm gonna say the quote but i want to make it more broad mm-hmm. but i could the quote goes like the one who goes to the gym regardless of how they feel will beat the one that goes to the gym when they feel good so when you hear that like what do you think taking your emotions out of it and getting into a discipline to where you're going to do the things that you need to do regardless. Oh, I'm not going to go to work today because I don't feel good. Or I, I'm not going to go to the gym today because hmm, it's raining. It's cold. You know what I mean? The person that's getting up and going and grinding on the daily basis is going to be the person on top 100% of the time. So, and that can go for anything. If you're pursuing your real estate, the person that, that is in the books for real estate, been sitting there, got mentors, taking classes, going to seminars, they're going to be more successful than a person maybe sitting at home playing 2K, <laughs> playing 2K and wishing upon a star and watching YouTube videos. You feel what I'm saying on how to be a real estate agent, you know, and and um, that's one of the quotes I've actually heard, too, um, from uh, from Andrew. I heard that in one of uh, one of the the little clips, the the YouTube reels. But I, I feel like that speaks volumes um, about, you know, discipline. Yeah, because, you know, what I've been tapping into. It's like it's, it's super easy to be it's super um, accessible to be inspired or be motivated by a video or a saying or a conversation you have with somebody. But like motivation only lasts for so long. Like it's the discipline part that like kind of the longevity of that motivation can help you reach that goal once the motivation wears off. And for me, I've been tapping into that when it comes to pursuing my goals. It's like, yeah, I'm inspired. Yeah, I'm motivated. Like right now, I'm motivated, right? I'm motivated. I want to do the real estate. I want to get my license. I want to do all this hard work that it's going to take to get there with this new profound feeling of life that I have with getting this close relationship with God and to tap in to give myself to the world and to my family and to offer my biggest gift. But at the same time, I got to understand that this is just a little bit of motivation, a little bit of inspiration to do, do the things that I've always wanted to do. But now it takes the discipline discipline part. 
you know, I could feel good. Yeah, I'm motivated. Now I got all this energy, right? But it's like, now I got to create the routine, though. Every day, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to create structure. Without a routine, you're going to fail. Like, it's just, you will fail. Like, if you don't have structure of what needs to be done and what the day is going to entail, you're going to slowly sway off again. Like, everybody gets motivated to, everybody gets a new hobby every, like, four or three months or every six months. But it's the discipline part that makes a hobby a, a, a job, a career. Like, if you think this is going to be the way out to give you and put you in position to be that boss because you don't like working at a place, having a nine to five and having a boss tell you what to do. I tell this stuff to people all the time on my job. Like people want to complain of the, of uh, the rules and the guidelines. And I tell them you're an employee, like you signed up for this. Like you read the description of the job. You signed up for this. You gave your hours, you gave your, your dreams away for this job. If you don't like having a boss, then create a business, do something. But if you're, if you're going to work here, you got to listen to the rules. That's the world you're in. And if you don't like that, then boss the fuck up. Like you got to do something, but complaining and feeling entitled and all that stuff is not going to do nothing for you. Like you got to do what you got to do. And sadly you got to do what the boss tells you to do. <laughs> and so for me, it was like, I don't, for me, even I have a nine to five, I got to be honest, I don't give a flying fuck what the boss says. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I'm going to do what I feel is right. And I'm going to find a way to do what I need to do and what I want to do. At the same time, I do understand where I'm at. So I'm always going to be respectful, but I'm going to be very honest, very authentic and very vulnerable. And I'm going to speak the reason why I don't agree. And if they want to fire me, great. This might be what I need. But at the same time, me being honest, me, me being authentic and me having good intentions for myself and for them and being honest, they don't fire me. So at the same time, I don't want to do this on my life, though. I'm not trying to have to check to get my days off accepted. I don't fuck with that. And for me, it's like all this stuff built me to this point to now reach out and get this real estate license right now I'm motivated right now everything's clicking this new faith relationship in God me tapping in with myself me tapping into the things that always push me away temptation distractions thoughts now I'm tapping into like do what I gotta do and embrace it have fun with it enjoy the journey and have the faith that I'm gonna be okay regardless of how overwhelming it might feel and so you know, without creating the necessary discipline to do the little things every day, you need to have discipline or else that motivation is going to wear off and you're going to go back to where you started before that motivation and end up being at the same spot. For you, how do you feel discipline? What has discipline shown you? Like, if you have examples of discipline and what has discipline showed, shown you? Um, basically, okay, so discipline and motivation. Um, first, I want to talk about, like, motivation is what's going to get you started. Discipline is going to keep you going, right? So if you're disciplined with something and you know that's that's into your routine and you have discipline in it, you're going to do it regardless. Like we talked about earlier, you're gonna if you're disciplined, you're going to do it regardless of how you feel, right? Discipline for me, it started, it starts with, Let's say for football, it starts with lifting weights. It starts with, you know, 
taking care of your body. It starts with going on the jog when you don't feel like it. It starts with, you know, being consistent in what you're supposed to be doing, going to class, um, uh, 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 in some instances, you know, being respectful, um, building connections with, with your teammates, doing all these different types of things that's going to make everything come together at the very end, right? So for me, with being disciplined, um, regardless if I fuck with a coach or not, I'm going to be respectful. Uh, regardless if I fuck with the, the, the strength trainer, I'm going to go and get my workout in, even if I don't agree with this program. You know, like discipline for me pushed me beyond limits that I've ever thought of for myself because coming into high school as five foot, 100 pounds, I had no clue that I would ever be able to to lift as much as I ever lifted, worked out as much as I ever worked out, be where I'm at, play professional ball, play D1 football. I never thought that I could. You know, I, I never, as as young as I was, I it never clicked in my head where it was like, oh, I'm going to go to college and I'm going to play. Like, it, I, I never thought about it until I got into a, being a senior. You know what I mean? And professional, I knew I wanted to, but I just couldn't see it. You feel what I'm saying? And over time, when I kept seeing and I kept seeing the growth, I was like, damn, like, I've stayed on my grind. I've been working. Like, I'm not, you know, out here just doing what the coach tells me. I'm doing shit on my own. You feel what I'm saying? Because I want to do it. And it's just taking me to places that I never knew I could be. Hmm. So discipline has, man, it's changed my life. Yeah. That's the, that's the one thing I've been working on, too. It's like, it's a continuous thing, right? It's like, you have to find discipline and need to be disciplined on the things that are really important to get where you want to go. The things that are important to you, like if you want a career, you want the, you want the house, you want the family, you want the white picket fence, you want the car, whatever. Like it's gonna take discipline to get those things. It's gonna take like hard work and like being resilient to like get those things. You gotta block out the noise. You gotta sometimes stop hanging out with certain people. If they're bringing out the worst in you, you might have to stop hanging out with them. If you're trying to stop drinking alcohol, then you got to stop drink, stop going to those parties or those bars that always put you in a situation to drink. If you don't want to spend money, you want to save money, you got to stop going with those people that always make you want to spend money. It's like the, those are little parts of dif, uh, discipline, little parts of sacrificing. Like you got to sacrifice. Discipline, I think, requires sacrifice. Like you need to sacrifice a lot of things that give you maybe short-term, you know, enjoyment, gratification to have that long-term gratification and satisfaction with all the hard work that you put in mm -hmm. facts 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 damn damn um yeah i think that's gonna go ahead and wrap it up for this episode and and everything that you were saying is 100 percent facts bro and as much as you opened up and as much as we talked about today you know it's always appreciated and and everything that you're talking about is genuine too so that's what makes the episodes flow even easier than they really are because in all reality i look down look back up i'm like damn it's already been an hour you know but you don't even realize it because the shit we're speaking is coming from the heart is that we're talking about our own experiences so and that's what's going to keep us growing that's what's going to you know put us in a place to where it's going to lead us to be successful so 
you know, we uh, we appreciate you guys. We love you guys. Um, you know, we're thankful for you guys, you know, following us on all of our platforms, supporting us on all of our platforms. Um, you know, the the IG, the TikTok, the YouTube, and now the Twitter. You guys are going on there, too. Um, you know, you guys are just showing love, uh, you know, beyond anything that we, we've ever thought that it can possibly be. So we appreciate you guys and see you guys on next episode of Self-Revelations. Sheesh. Damn, I didn't know.